boss and baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. I'm Gail. <laughs> what? We are in the goofiest mood right now. I don't know why. Like, I just can't stop laughing. Like, I look at you and I want to laugh. Oh my God. That's <laughs> not, so rude. Not because of what you look like, but because of what you mean to me. What do I mean to you? I just feel so silly. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> it all started when Peter said he was drinking the charged lemonade yeah. from oh. Panera. Okay, guys. Yeah, I'm clearly bouncing off the walls right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like, Peter is going to have no chill during this recording. He's going to be like out of control. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's he's us. literally fine. And we're So I don't know if people know this, but apparently. Apparently. apparently <laughs> we spent too much time together um, at Panera. If you get the supercharged or like the charged it's just lemonade, a charge. well, it's supercharged. I called it supercharged. There is like two hundred and what milligrams? Two sixty. I forget what it is. Two hundred and sixty grams of caffeine or in the twenty ounce size. In the twenty milligrams or grams. The twenty ounce fluid ounce container has two hundred and sixty milligrams of caffeine. of caffeine. So we looked it up, and as an espresso, it's, like an espresso shot, has like sixty something. Yeah. So you're basically having like. Four, four to five shots. shots of espresso when you're drinking one in of those. An innocent little lemonade. In a lemonade. And you might not even know. Like, how are you going to sleep tonight, Peter? How? Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. <laughs> He's like, built I don't different. feel anything. And it's, I don't think it's a tolerance either. I think it's just, I don't, I'm not affected by caffeine. You just, okay, it doesn't affect you. So you not have a high really. tolerance for caffeine. I know people. No, I've but I think ever like since you. I've ever drank coffee, like first time I've ever had a coffee, I just, it didn't, didn't matter. Feeling different. Yeah, you, yeah everything. Right back to sleep. Everything's the different. same. Okay. Well, I respect that. I used to think that caffeine didn't affect me, and then when I stopped drinking it yes, for a month, I realized headaches. how much it did affect me. Um, that was a bad dark month. That was a dark. I was like not mentally okay. During I'm glad that. you snapped out of that. I just was like, I wasn't drinking caffeine. I wasn't having dairy. I wasn't having like bread, <laughs> sugar, like anything i wasn't going out i wasn't drinking not that like you have to drink to have fun but i just cut everything out because i was trying to figure out like why i felt so shitty and i will say that i think cutting it all out and then introducing things back in did help like give myself time to heal but the caffeine like i i don't think i could ever do that again Mm -mm. that was that was tough um we were just before gail and i got in here to record i was so embarrassed i like was jamming to (laughs) Lana Del Rey in the car. Radio. What a banger. Jamming. But like, it's because I went and bought her vinyl this weekend. Yeah, that was cute. And you and I were like listening to it while we got ready for dinner, aka like post gaming, aka pre gaming. <laughs> I don't know what we were doing. We'll get into that after. We'll get into that. But um, we were listening to it. And like, I feel like when you have an album, when you listen to music on your phone, you like skip around. You're like listening to sound here, a song there, like whatever. When you're listening to a vinyl, you have to listen to the whole thing all the way through. And like, that's the way the artist intended it. And I was just like, wow, like I love this album. So I've literally just exclusively been listening to that album all week. And anyways, I drive into the parking garage and I didn't know that Gail was waiting for me in there. So I was like touching up my makeup, making sure I didn't look like, you know, greasy, whatever. Those TikTok haters, they'll get you. Yeah, because apparently, because now I'm extremely self-conscious. Because we're Weymouth 3. Apparently I'm a Weymouth 3, not even a Boston 3. <laughs> a Shrewsbury three. But like anyways, I was doing that and listening to radio and I listened to like the full song and like max volume and I got out of the car and 
Gail like was across the parking lot and she's like everyone in this parking garage just heard like every word single for word. word what was happening I mean I was, I was like, vibing shit. and I don't really care because it's like some random parking garage in the city but then it hit me that like when I drive into work in the morning every morning and I do my makeup in the car in the parking lot because like what else what other ways are to do your makeup mm-hmm. everyone that I work with that's walking by my car can hear what I'm listening to and I just got like hit with this wave of anxiety <laughs> I have a confession. Because we all listen to weird shit. What's your confession? When we were coworkers and I used to drive, those were the days when I used to drive to work. I don't do that much these days. (laughs) I would like time out songs so that like the perfect song at the perfect chorus or the perfect bridge (laughs) would be playing as I'm parking my car. Why? Wait, why? Like, was it to to look cool or was it? Yeah. Okay. So you want it to be like driving into the parking lot listening mm-hmm. to some like dope ass songs everyone's like oh there's abby she's it was cool. probably like gucci down to the yeah, socks like a yeah. biggie pop it was I probably some rap stuff on my <laughs> yeah. floors. it was probably something that shouldn't have been on blast <laughs> and you wanted people to be like oh shit abby has like and ronda the honda yeah, yeah they're like yeah. She, she knows what's up there is an element of like trying to impress people by your music taste it's still. so pathetic it never goes away like i to this day any chance i get to like you know, let people know that I have good taste in music. I will take it. I will do whatever it takes. I will not stop. Yeah, but you don't want to be one of those those people that are like, well, I knew them when they were just an underground. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. they're they're the worst type of people. Yeah, no, I don't want to be like that. But I do want to make it like known that like I know Nana and he's that I know he's rap. Oh, I know like some good pop songs. I know country. Like I want to have a wide variety. I like old school music jazz like so versatile i'm probably actually not but it's like this weird complex i have i feel like in in my high school hey whatever helps you sleep at night it was like you were cool by like either playing sports or having good taste in music and if you had both that was like chef's kiss so like i always wanted to feel like i had this great taste in music even if maybe i didn't because it like that was the way that you got your like what what am i badge of honor yeah, like that's how you get your fulfillment by like yeah. having good taste in music. And it just kind of never went away. So that is very funny though about jamming, like driving into work, listening that's to something so embarrassing. cool, like walkout music almost. It really is. <laughs> so I'd ask you how your weekend was, but we spent we were it. quite literally attached to the hip the whole weekend. We like didn't plan on any of that either. No. It's always a bad sign when someone's like <laughs> drive to my house and like le- leave your car here. And like, oh yeah, because I was driving after, on Friday. We we were gonna get dinner, and originally the plan was just to like cook dinner, have a chill night, like whatever. We I didn't want to spend money. Yeah, Michael and I said to Gail and Mystery Man, we we're like, let's go to the Red Sox tonight. Take no. us for like fifty bucks. Gail no. and Mystery Man straight up say to our faces, they're like, we're trying to save money. We don't want to go to the Red Sox. <laughs> we don't want to pay for fifty dollars tickets and like a few beers. We're like, all right, fair. The few beers would cost no, me my firstborn child. Sure, but. And I respected that, which is why we were like, all right, that's fine. And you guys were like, we're going to cook dinner. Let's have a chill night. And then Michael's like, just drive straight to Eastie because there's really bad traffic and just park your car there. And then we'll drive home like after dinner. Yeah. You didn't get that car back until Sunday. We end up getting there and we go to like Tall Ship for two drinks. By that point, I'm already drunk and I'm like, I'm not driving my car anyway, anywhere. And then we like... Of course, the four of us are like, let's go to the North End for dinner yeah. instead of cooking. And I don't even know how much money we spent. Way more it's than better the Red not Sox to look. game. It's better not to look. Wait, but I forgot how fun. Okay. 
If you had to pick one spot in the North End to go to for dinner for the rest of your life, where where would it be? It has to be Aria. Okay, I think I'm with you. It's so the fun. vibes are immaculate. They really Massimo's are. elite. Yes. Like he's the nicest guy ever. Massimo is re- elite. I know like, he gets. He just he. You know what he is like. He's cool. He's he's, <laughs> he's cool. He's not he's like, just like a cool a guy. normal owner. He's cool, he's like a cool owner. He just kind of gets it. He does, but. but I agree. Aria after night, like after night, <laughs> after, after hours, after hours, after dark. I don't after know. dark. Oh, Aria after dark. After... It's just like on another level of just like the vibes are even better. Like if you have a nine thirty reservation, you're living life. The music gets loud. Yeah, yeah, I agree. People are getting loosey goosey. Yep. Drinks are flowing. Yep. Always. It's just a vibe in there. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously you can't go wrong with like basically anywhere in the North End. They're all really fun. But I do think that Aria, it's like if you're looking for the classic like city restaurant, you want good vibes and just like good company. I just think it's like the, it's the perfect place to go. And it's also, yeah, they like they play really loud music. There's like 15, you know, tables in there. It's like teeny tiny. It's upstairs. But it's like such a good, just I don't know, like good city vibe. You have like the view of the entire North End out the window and it's fun. Plus we've talked about this before. If you want to spot like famous athletes, yeah. they all go there. Like every, I can't tell Never you how many Never when we're there, but they're no, there. No, this past time there was. I don't remember oh, who it was. they were sitting behind me. Yeah, I feel like every time I go, there's like, oh, X, Y, and Z Celtics player was just there. Patriots player was just there. Like Chloe Kardashian's gone there multiple times. Like I feel like low-key, all the athletes go there. Um, it's just like a vibe. And if you are with a big group, definitely ride. It's mm-hmm. called the ride. Don't Basically, ask questions, just do it. Don't ask questions, just do it. <laughs> they don't give you a menu. They just like pick everything. And it is a lot of food. So like, just buckle up. He literally says that. He goes, buckle up. On the menu, he said, buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. But it's I, worth it. I don't know what it was this weekend, but I had two of the best meals that I've had out in Boston in a very long time. Oh, yes, I agree. And I've never been to. So obviously, Friday night, we have ourselves a night. One thing leads to another, and Gail and Mystery Man are at the freaking cigar bar. Okay. Stanza, like, I have never been. Have getting you been? kicked out, essentially. Have you no, been? No, because every time I'm with people that go there, I'm just like, I feel like I reach a point in the night where I'm like, I probably okay, should Shannon, go home. You have to go. Okay, so that was my first time going. Mr. Man and Michael, they've they've been multiple times without us. I've I've honestly had no interest in going. But yeah. for some reason I was at that that prime level of drunk where I was like down to do anything. So I was like, let's go. You were you were fun. We Thank counted you. we counted, I think, multiple drinks out of you. And I was surprised <laughs> that because I was like, all right, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And you were like, I want to stay out. And I, I know. Like, it was she? wild. So normally I'm like, no, I don't want to go, especially because I don't like the smell of cigars. And like PSA, like if you are going to Stanza, it's cigars. <laughs> you will leave and your clothes will smell. Yes. And it will take like two washes to get them out. So definitely yeah. like don't wear anything that you have to dry clean. But it's so cool. Baddies, if you want to impress your boyfriend or the guy you're seeing, go to Sanza. Because you can sit there. They can smoke a cigar. You can just order a drink. And the vibes are like dungeony, cavey. Like, but they're like cool vibes. They're cool. Yeah. yeah, they're so cool. I love it down there. I'm not like rushing to go back, but I'm glad I went. That's not where I had a good meal. Um, But that was how we ended the night. And then Saturday, we just decided to meet up for brunch. <laughs> mystery man was like is like studying for his like cpa and he's like i'm gonna be up at seven i'm gonna be like in the library at 7 a.m and then obviously it's like saturday morning michael and i had this whole day planned out we're like we're gonna go 
get coffee. We're going to go to the bookstore. We're going to go to the record store. We're going to go shopping, like all this shit. And then we get a text from mystery man. That's like, let's go out. <laughs> we just were like, all right, like foregoed all of our plans and got brunch, which was so fun. Facha for brunch is next level. I'm obsessed with facha. Anyone that knows me knows that if you ask me where to go to dinner in Boston, I'm going to say facha, facha, facha always, anniversary. Always. But facha for brunch. I'm not kidding. There, there is something that everyone in their life needs to experience, and oh, it is the their cacio e pepe. pepe eggs. I'm not kidding. Oh, Three out of four so of us good. got them. The best eggs I've ever had in ever. my entire life. I want to go back this weekend just to get the cacio e pepe eggs. If you love cacio e pepe. I was going to say, literally it love is cacio e pepe. Like the, like the pasta you get, picture that with eggs, which I know is like a weird thought. It's so good. But it's like, it's they're creamy. They're, oh my god, Buttery. Gosh. They're buttery. They're garlicky. They're salty. Truffly. I don't Truff- know what they, I don't know what it is. I don't cracked. know what it is. It is the best thing ever. And I completely agree with you. I know. I knew we were in trouble so though good. when like they came around and like, what do you want to drink? And we just were like, all right, two bottles bottle. of champagne. <laughs> and you just know that things are not going to get better from there. Okay, wait. But I, I did have a really good time. I have another confession. What? So after we went to... After we were done with Newbury Street, we went to the Prue and for some reason we decided to go to Earl's and we were like, we're only going to Earl's if we sit outside. And I, for so long, have shit on Earl's. I'm like, if you go to Earl's, you're basic. Yeah. Going to Earl's is like going to Southie. Because it's like a Newbury Street, like, I mean, it's a Prudential, you're in the Prudential, you're shopping, you're going to go to Earl's, like everyone does it. It's just like, it's always been basic to me. I'm like, no, there's so many better things. But we sat outside at Earl's. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was warm. It was perfect weather. We were there for probably three hours. And I think, I don't know who said it, but we just all of a sudden were like, why does it feel like we're kind of at like restoration hardware roof? Yeah. Like the vibes there were immaculate. I think too, because it was like the best day and like all of like the, um, like I feel like when you go in the winter, like the windows are closed. closed. Yeah. Yeah, But like when the windows are open like that, it definitely has like the RH rooftop vibe to it. Yeah. And it was like so fun. People were like brunching, boozing, like the music was vibing. The music was really good. It was really good. I agree with you. I've, I mean, I know you've shit on it. I've actually always been kind of a Prudential Earl's gal. But like, would you tell, like, would you recommend it to a baddie? No, I guess someone would be like, hey, I'm going to Boston. Like, where do you recommend I go for brunch? I'm not going to be like, go to Earl's because I feel like it's basic. But what I will say is that low key, I end a lot of my nights at Earl's like if okay. I'm like going out for like dinner and drinks with my work friends we'll always go to Earl's after like that's just like what we do or you came to with my work friends once true but like we do that a lot we just okay. will like stumble into Earl's it is it is good vibes I will it say is. I will say we, um, we did not eat there but I have to say the next meal the second best meal I had was where we landed at for dinner Ocean Prime Ocean Prime yeah the, what did you get the Bronzino oh yeah immaculate it was immaculate. I'm hard to please. I feel like you guys yeah, need to I take this. I haven't heard this. you speak so like complimentary. I know. Of, in so long. It's like a whole new you. And you're wearing That's pink today. That's how good. Maybe it's the pink. Maybe it's the pink. Maybe spring is sprung <laughs> and you're happy. I feel like I'm getting happy vibes from you. Okay, don't get I'm carried away. I'm unhappy with you because Why? you're not going to be in my life for the next few days. And that's that, that hurts. It does. It cuts <sighs> Don't deep. remind me. I'm going to have serious FOMO. I know. I'm excited though. I have like... I don't know. I'm just excited for this weekend. Yeah, but I'm like sad you won't be there. I know. Shannon's going to New York with all of our friends. I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you laughing? Because it's sad. I don't understand. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. But maybe maybe I'll pull a Clint 
a Clint and just show up. I'm also going to the Celtics tomorrow. And by the time you guys will listen, hopefully, hopefully they will have won because it's Michael's birthday present. And if I brought him to a game where they lost, I would be very, very upset with myself. Oh yeah. I was more so thinking like, if you spend all that money for them to lose, you'll be upset. But the birthday thing makes sense. Too. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> that, makes sense. that was, I was like, I know you didn't watch cause you didn't want to know. No, I was you were so, so nervous, but I was like, Oh my God, wait, what's plan B? Because that's like almost like, that would be a worse birthday present. Like if you're like, hey, I got you these tickets because it it just so happens to be on his birthday too, which makes it even better. But it's like if if you got him the tickets and then they didn't make it to game seven, that's almost worse than them losing. If they lost in game seven. Yeah, so basically what happened was Michael, so his birthday is, well, when you guys listen, it will have been last week last Wednesday, but it's, it's tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Um, we're recording a day early this week, but he was, um, it was, so mother's day was game seven. And I was like, do I get him tickets for game seven? Um, but then we found out game seven was going to be at three thirty PM, not at like 7 PM. So I was like, oh shit. Like, I'm not going to ask him to leave his mother's day. Early. Right. Like, obviously I'm not going to do that. Um, and he was like celebrating his birthday with his family. So I was like, all right, obviously I, I'm not going to do that to him or to his family. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get him tickets on his birthday for game one, like against the heat. But then it's like, shit, if they lose in game seven, what's plan B then like the, the plan, my plan is gone. Like his birthday <laughs> yeah, present exactly. is no longer a thing. But then I'm like, if I brought him to game seven and they lost, we would have been sad anyways. So it's True. like, it would have no matter what been shitty. But I was thinking like, if I didn't do that, maybe I would have, got like done like a fun I don't know like something in New York something in New York yeah I don't know you would have figured it out I would have but this was like the thing I was like planning for like weeks I was like I know I want to get him a ticket tickets to some game it's just during the playoffs it's scary because you don't know when it's going to be done you know well no pressure Celtics don't let us down yeah no pressure um Jason Tatum something (laughs) something Tatum my favorite I'm like my favorite Celtic player don't don't know his name (laughs) wait so if they win tomorrow What's next? No, they're it's the new the new. Um, like it these starts are the all Eastern over. Eastern Conference Finals. You have to dumb it down for me. I know there's no, no, just they seven already, they games. just had Game Seven, so they just beat that team. Yeah. That was the last game. So now they're starting like a new like series, or is it so, called series? <laughs> <laughs> they're starting like a new. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like again. So they have another the another seven. Well, no, if they if they win four games in a row, then they just oh, win four. But like it's, it's whoever gets the best, gets, of, the best, of, the best seven. of seven. Yeah. So like if the Celtics win three, and then the, let's say the Heat come back and they win three, then they're gonna go to game seven. But if the Celtics were to just win four games in a row, then they don't they don't they only play four games. But at the end of the seven, they, is that the them. winner? Yes. Like is this the final yeah, two? It's a tiebreaker because it's the best of seven. Got it. So like if the Celtics win two and then the Heat win one and then Celtics win another one and the Heat win another one, like and they're at they're three and three, they're gonna play a tiebreaker, which is game seven. But Ooh. sometimes you you win four games before even getting to game seven, in which case you don't need to go to game seven. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the final two teams in the whole series. No. In the whole These are the Eastern Conference oh, finals. Fuck. And then they're gonna play like another after this. To God, win the okay. see, I'm not as bad as people yeah, well give done, me well credit done. for. I'm not as dumb as I look. I didn't know like how many more games could be in the season. It sounds like a there lot. There could be 14 more games. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Damn. That's why like the NBA goes into like the NBA finals is usually in like June. Then what is? Oh, March Madness is college. Never mind. Gail, let's do drunk dates. <laughs> let's dive in. Speaking of sports, Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian 
are friendly and people are freaking out. People are freaking out. This is, I feel like a reach. So basically our boy, our boy Tom Brady owns um, property at Baker's Bay Golf and Ocean Club in the Bahamas, which is literally the most exclusive place in the Bahamas that you can own property. It's an upscale members only residential community. And Obviously, we go there all the time. We, yeah, all the time. We, we literally frequent were there. just there. It was crazy. <laughs> you were just there. Yeah. And not there, but yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kim K wants to buy property there because she has more money than anyone. anyone and like, needs. why not? Like, you just have to buy the most expensive property all over the world. Exactly. To show people that you have money. Exactly. So, so I guess they were seen like chatting, hanging out, whatever, innocent, but. What they're saying is that she was just getting advice from Tom. It's probably one of those things where it's like, you need a referral. Like in order to get in, like it's like the Soho house on steroids. Hollywood is so small. Like obviously they know each other or know of each other to an extent. I think I, so I went on the website. I think it said it was like 600 families only. Like are allowed oh. in this, so it's like so it's, she needs a referral to get in because apparently being Kim Kardashian <laughs> doesn't, get you, doesn't get you in. Honestly, probably not. Honestly, the people p- that probably belong to this are like old money, old money, okay. like billionaires, oh, like, like I'd like people we don't even know. Oh, people you don't even hear about. Yes, exactly. The they're the people they that laugh are behind, at Kim K. They're behind the scenes. They're the establishment. Like they are the ones. They're the the academy. They're the academy. <laughs> the They're academy. the academy. Who the fuck is the academy? The freaking academy. All right. Um. So I honestly just think it's not that deep. I mean, I know a couple months ago when the whole G- Giselle Tom thing was happening, I was like, I swear to God, if he ends up with the Kardashian, like I know you did. Here call we that. are. Here I kind of respect you calling that. It did know. seem like a reach when people were posting on TikTok, but then the one thing that did get me was when Dumois posted about them. Yeah. And I feel like Dumois like doesn't usually post things unless no. the source is somewhat credible. Legit, yeah. And I guess they were like, all right, let's not freak out, guys. We're not saying that they're in a relationship, but a source close to them claims that they were like texting with Tom or something after like Kim was kind of spotted, maybe being in his golf cart or like touring properties. Yeah. And was like, what's going on with that? And he was like, we're just friends. But then he said, like, we're having fun. That was a part that I thought was weird. Like, who says we're having fun about their... Like, imagine if someone said to me, like, oh, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, are you interested in this person? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, we're friends. We're friends. Then I was like, yeah, we're we're just having fun. Like, I wouldn't say that about a friend. Yeah, that's weird. You say that about, like, a guy that you're interested in. Or you say that about, like, someone where you're like, oh, I'm getting over a breakup. And I'm talking to this guy. And like, oh, it's nothing serious. We're just having fun. But you don't say that about your friends. Like, who says, I'm just having fun with my friend? If you actually meant that you were just having fun with your friend, you'd be like, oh, no, we're just friends. I'd be so weird. Like, it's not like that at all. You know what I mean, though? Like, I think if, like, you're, like, you would just, say, like, if they were truly just friends, I feel like he would have been like, oh, my goodness, no way. Like, she's the sister to me. Like, I don't see her like that. We're just, like, we're, we're but friends. Neither but neither of them. The fact that he said we're having fun, that's, like, the only, and again, like, I'm assuming that what Dumois posted is somewhat accurate and that their source is legitimate. But if he really did say that, that's the only thing that I think is a little sketch. I did also see an article somewhere saying that a source to Kim said that Kim likes him. What does that mean? Yeah, like, I don't know what that means. That's weird. People might be reaching, and I think it's one of those things where it's, like, a rite of passage. Like, it kind of just makes sense that Tom Brady would date Kim Kardashian. Obviously. It just it just fits. It works. It makes sense. I'm I'm not against it. Like, I feel like, do I think it'll be like a long-term thing? Maybe not. not. 
but it does make sense. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. I also wouldn't be surprised if people are just like bored and unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, our girl Taylor Swift is is going to be in the building this week. She's hitting Gillette uh, this weekend. It will now be over by the time this airs. But she's going to be in town. And I'm wondering if rumored new boyfriend Maddie Healy will also be in town. It just goes to show that when breakups are public in Hollywood, they've been over for a very long time. Because I'm like, didn't her and Joe just like just break up like a month ago? And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, they probably broke up like nine months ago. (laughs) Honestly, probably. So I didn't I had no idea who this guy was. I guess he's a a, a drummer, guitarist, a He's a, he plays guitar in the 1975 band. He's an English singer songwriter. I've I've never heard of him, but I guess they dated briefly in 2014. Oh. So when I heard that she was like rumored to be with this guy again, I was like, really, Taylor, going back to your ex? Sliding. I thought she was better than that. Or maybe it's a rebound. Like I do get that. Like if she's just because didn't but she's Taylor Swift. Hasn't she can rebound all of the anyone. speculation abundantly been that he ended things with her? Like, she wasn't the one that... Joe? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I feel like that's kind of the way that things are leaning, that he was the one that ended things with her, that, like, they were so busy, and she thought that he would miss her more when she was on tour, and he didn't. I might be wrong, but I just feel like that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. I feel like there's a lot that's coming out every single day about it, but... There also is rumors that in 2016, when... I'm sorry, when Joe, so Joe and Taylor started dating in 2016. And I guess at this point, Maddie was on an interview saying that he would never date Taylor. Oh. When it's like, but you just did and now you are again. So I kind of don't like him already. Yeah, that's weird. It's just, it is, I do feel for the girl because, I mean, I know there's so much out there and I don't know what is and what isn't true, but I mean, her and Joe dated for six years, right? Like that's a long-term relationship. And like, I think multiple sources, I don't really know what's true and what's not, but some people say it's like, you know, they, he struggled with like her level of fame. She didn't see it working out in the long run. Like, I don't really know exactly what happened, but I think it's probably difficult for a lot of men to date her. Like she just becomes so big. Yeah. I feel like it, she needs someone that, is either like off the grid, like Ariana Grande yes. went for like someone that's not in Hollywood or she needs like someone just I don't as know, big as like her. Bill Gates. Like, <laughs> I was thinking like John Mayer, <laughs> but Bill Gates no, works too. No, she would never go back to John after Dear John. Oh shit. Did they right? date? Yes. Yeah, so Dear John is about him. Dear John. Oh, I missed that one. Don't you know that? I'm not a Swifty. Oh. And to be quite frank, I'm Don't scared you of the Swifties. It seems too young to be messed with. I've never heard oh, that song. You, you're, you have. I'm not a true Taylor fan. I'm a bandwagon. Like, here's what I was saying to my sister. Even if you're not a true Taylor fan, you cannot deny people our age. I'm talking like 25 to 30. Like we'll give that range. Every moment in my life, I can relate to a Taylor Swift song. Not even because I was like a diehard Swifty, but just because, like, would I pay two grand to go to her concert? Probably not. But it's like every time, like teared up to my guitar, I can remember where I was sitting in sixth grade English class when I like heard the song for the first time and wasn't paying attention. Like I can remember that. I can remember listening to Blank Space when I just got into a fight with my boyfriend sophomore year of college. Like everything can trace, I can trace everything back to 
Taylor Swift's music. Like it's like all throughout our life. So I do think that this, this tour, it's just like, it's very emotional for a lot of people. And I do think that people have gone crazy. Like my entire TikTok might as well be an ode to Taylor Swift. But I think that like this whole like era's tour, people are just like, it's sure it's about her, but it's also about like, you're reliving all these like stages in your life. And like, we literally grew up with her. And yeah. I think that there is something about that. I respect it. I respect, I just, I'm scared of the Swifties. You're I just, just scared of them. Yeah. You were fighting with them today though on TikTok. I know. I get into these moods where, so we have this one TikTok. <laughs> it's like you like abuse. I do. Like you like, you want to like, you want to like. Feel something. But like you're yelling at someone and you know that they're going to say something hurtful back, but you're doing it anyways. And I'm like, why? No. So we have this one TikTok that's pushing a million views. And every day I'm like, we posted this weeks ago. When is it going to stop? Every day. People keep liking it. People keep commenting on it. And not being nice. Like it's not like compliments. They're all like, I can't believe you're comparing Alex, Errol, and Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. That wasn't the point of the TikTok. It wasn't, it wasn't the point. It wasn't about Taylor Swift at all. It was literally comparing fan behavior and, and saying that being obsessed with anyone, despite whether or not they have talent or not, is weird. Yeah. Like me yeah. being obsessed with Dave Portnoy is weird. Yeah. You like, paying $2,000 to sit in the nosebleeds behind the stage at Taylor Swift is weird. Yeah. Like, but it's fine. But like, yeah. don't come for me because I'll come for you. <laughs> and today was one of those days where I was commenting back. <laughs> I love when, no, I, I my, favorite, my favorite is when I'm at work and I'm in a meeting. <laughs> Turn your notifications <laughs> off. No, no, I can't no, help no, you. No, 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 no. It's a, it actually gives me comic relief. I'm at work and I'm in a meeting and I know that Abby is commenting back because all I can see is like TikTok notifications and it's like the same person, like user 47833. And it's like, they're just continuing to comment, like blatantly fighting. And I can see Abby's comments because we obviously we share the account. Mm. So I know she's saying shit back and like all I'm seeing though is what they're saying. So it's like, oh yeah, like you dumb bitch. And then it's like, well, you're a three anyways. Your parents probably didn't love you. You suck. Like you probably like I don't oh. even know it is like the funniest thing because all I can see is someone like ripping what feels like me apart and I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'm not even saying anything and I'm like all right I know for a fact that Gail is just going off on someone and then I open yeah. it up at the end of the day and of course it's you just like fighting like it's almost like a whole army is trying to take you down and you are just like firing bullets at everyone <laughs> and I'm like pew, maybe pew. she likes it like deep yeah down. it's fun sometimes yeah. it really just depends on the mood that day but today was one of those days and I'm fucking sick of the Swifties I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I know. I'm sick of it. I'm also just confused, like not to go back to Taylor Swift, but like the girl, like she was just in a six year relationship. Do you, don't you think that it's like, all right, I'm on this tour. I'm arguably the biggest thing in music right now. Like objectively, why not just be a little single? Why not let my hair down? Why not have a little bit of fun? Why not go out with my girlfriends in New York city and spend a bunch of money? Because it's like, I have infinite funds and just like, Go to Monaco, board a private jet, get my hair done, lay out in the sand, meet like a, you know, French heir to a kingdom. And like, I don't know. Cause it's but why is she getting back top. into another relationship? It's lonely at the top. Yeah, but she was just in a six year relationship. I just don't get why. Okay, but imagine, imagine being in a six year relationship and then having to go to bed alone. Mm. That's that uh, naked and afraid right naked there. Naked and afraid. Okay, I do get that. And it's maybe, hard. maybe like even though she was in a relationship because. They were so focused on their careers. It maybe was really lonely during the relationship where maybe. they weren't together a lot. And she so just I wants do, to feel alive. All right. I do get that. All right. Taylor, I don't know. It's fine. But I guess I guess Taylor and Maddie were seen at Casa Cipriani. 
And if you know anything about this place, this is the no picture, no video policy. They're very, very strict. Three people have been booted from the private club for breaking this rule. They are extreme. There is like you can't even post that you're there. Like they are extremely strict. Is this one in New York City? I've been trying to get into Casa Cipriani in New York City and like just don't bother. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll work out for us yeah. little folks. <laughs> but um, so I guess a guest of a member took a photo of Taylor and Maddie there, and obviously that photo got posted to the internet, spread like wildfire. They probably were able to trace back. I'm oh. like through cameras, maybe. I they're very strict. So, but I mean, they did us all a favor. Thank you for your service. And that person is now like banned, awaiting forever. like trial in like Guantanamo or something like that Probably. for doing that. That's wild. I know. Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated at the age of 81. I feel like this made like a lot of headlines. It like, did. Low key. I honestly have nothing to say about it. I just think it's it's cool. Yeah. No, I did like to see it. It made me happy. I like Martha Stewart. Like, I'm a Martha Stewart fan. I like her relationship with Snoop Dogg. I think she's cool. She looks great for she 81. She does look great. She really and she does. honestly had, I'm trying to find it. She had a really realistic approach mm-hmm. on her prep for the um, photo shoot. She said, I didn't starve myself, but I didn't eat any bread or pasta for a couple months. And I went to Pilates every other day. And that was great. I'm still going to Pilates every other day because it's so great. I like that. It's so, sometimes it's refreshing to hear a normal like approach. It's not normal to cut out carbs. Like you need carbs in your in your everyday life. Like that's just a given. But I think like to be like, you know, like I'm going to focus on. Pasta. Yeah, like that's okay. Like that's it's not like she said she didn't starve herself. She was just a little bit more conscious of what she was eating. Yeah. Months prior. It is cool to hear a celebrity talk about something that's somewhat normal because I think there's so much of like the well, I had like I don't know. I just feel like when you hear celebrities like weird routines, even if it's not like disordered eating, it's always just a little weird. It's like I have 15 kumquats at 7 a.m. So weirdly specific. And then I have like baking soda in my water <laughs> and then I make sure that I, I peel by hand like four oranges and juice them. Like it's always weird. It's yeah. Or, and then it's like I eat raw beans for lunch. Like <laughs> why? Like why? Why? So it is cool to hear someone that's like I just didn't like down a bunch of pizza. And it's like true. Like I respect that because <laughs> I think sometimes we get so obsessed with just like food in our culture that you're like, you see this shit and you're like, should I be drinking like bone broth every day? Like, what's your face? Uh, Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Gwenny. 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 Our good friend Gwen. Gwen. Um, okay, we just need to update you guys on the Alex Earl and Braxton uh, situation. Gail and I were heated talking about that this weekend. Yeah, so... As we know, as you all know, if you follow Alex Earl, homegirl just graduated from University of Miami this past she weekend. She had her after party at 11, which honestly, Love th- the American dream. Absolutely. Like, so fun. I would do the same thing. Same. Um, but obviously all of her family and friends were there to celebrate. Well, I mean, that's obviously most parents don't go to strip clubs. I know. Her. So her family was at 11, correct? They were. Okay. They were. They. Oh, yeah. They were out and about till 4 a.m., whatever time she was out until... And all of a sudden you see her friends posting on Instagram, like on their Instagram story. And who's in the background? Braxton. No one other than 
scrawny little bro- he's not scrawny Scr- like i'm like he blatantly is gonna, like ripped he's a professional <laughs> athlete like, i was gonna say scummy but then i was like be nice abby scrawny so i said scrawny but he's not braxton was in the background okay. holding up a cardboard cutout of, of, her. of alex and and <sighs> so it just confirms that they are definitely more serious that like i think in the beginning yep. people were like what's the big deal he's a professional athlete she's an icon like he Recently got traded to the Dolphins. Obviously, they're going to, like, meet each other. They're both attractive people. Like, who cares? They're just, like, hanging out. They're partying. But the fact that he was at her college graduation party with her whole family, like, holding up a cardboard cutout of her. You don't do that with someone you're just. No. No. There's definitely, like, they're they're together. And I know she's been, like, I want a single summer with my girls. I just don't know if I am getting that vibe. And maybe she's like trying to hide it a little bit because obviously her whole like party girl image, like kind of new age. It's like call her daddy. It's like when Alex Cooper was starting to turn away from like the raunchiness of what call her daddy used to be and like turned a new leaf into this whole new era. Scared to tell us. She was afraid to be like, oh my God, guys, I have a boyfriend. Like I'm not like playing the field. I don't have like 10 people on my roster anymore. Like Alex Cooper was terrified for that new chapter. And so I feel like maybe Alex is afraid to admit to us that like, no, I actually might have feelings for this guy. We might be more than a thing. Like I feel like she wants to withhold this reputation as long as she can. Cause like she really hasn't been famous that long. Like this is still very new. It's new. I agree with you. And it's, I think it's very difficult because when you get that level of fame that quickly, I mean, she, she was like doing well on social media. Don't get me wrong before. She's not growing though. She had hundreds of thousands of followers, like at least a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Like she was like doing decent when she was in her relationship and she had the whole cute, like, Oh, we're this cute couple. We're fun. Like we're attractive vibe. But we all know like it was the signature moment when Alex blew up is when her and the boyfriend broke up and she posted that video, the iconic live talking about the breakup being like, I will only divulge my secrets on Call Her Daddy, which still think it was a little bit of a miss for Alex um, yep. Cooper not to bring her on, but whatever. Um, that's the moment that like changed everything. And then she shot up, grew a bunch of followers and had this whole like single girl senior at Miami going out with my friends. We're all fun. We're all hot. We're all like going to pool parties. We're partying and like we live in this, you know, house with cockroaches and our rooms are a mouse and our lives are a mess, but we're really, we look good on the outside, but we're a mess. And it's like, yeah, it was very reminiscent of the old school color daddy that I fell in love with of like the whole, like two broke girls living in New York city who can't afford who can barely afford like furniture in their apartment, but they're like kind of famous. Like that was the vibe. And I missed that. So I think you're right where I'm sure she's like, okay, if I settle down into a relationship, like I lose my whole fan fan base that followed me for being this like fun, single, like just graduated college type girl. Um, I think it's probably a little delicate. And she, and it's like, not only is she like maybe getting serious more serious with someone like I mean they haven't been talking that long like I think it'd be weird to assume that they're boyfriend and girlfriend but I do think they're more serious than they think but I think because she's graduating college right now and that chapter is closing having a new relationship at that same time I feel like would be way too overwhelming with her because she'd be losing her college girl reputation and her single girl reputation all at once once, and that would not be good because she's been sitting at 5.3 5.3 million followers on TikTok for a while for a while now and yeah. she's I, I'm not saying she's plateauing but like 
I think her real 15 minutes of fame is over. I think she she, has to figure out what she's going to do next. Yeah. Like, how are you going to grow? What are you going to do now? Because I'm sure she has things in the works that we don't know about. I'm, I'm sure of that, but like, what are you doing with your life now? Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm sure her PR team is very focused on like, all right, like what do we capitalize on so that this isn't like a 15 minutes of fame? Because you're right. Like the, I think the college graduation was big because it's like, you're now losing out on the whole fan base of like, oh, like I go to Miami too, or I'm someone that's interested in going there. And like, that's going to go away. It reminds me of Kate Bartlett. I don't know if you follow her. She's I know of her. based in New York city. And her whole thing was, I am this college student who, you know, goes to college in New York city. She she went to fashion school and really how she grew was, I want to say like two years ago is when she really had her like big come up. She was made a lot of videos about like how to, you know, what I spend in a day in New York city as a fashion student, how to budget in New York city. And her whole vibe is that she didn't like come from crazy money or anything. She lived in a very like normal apartment with her friends, but she would always be like attending these really fun, glamorous parties, going to fashion week, like doing all the stuff. Cause she worked in fashion but she would always do everything on a budget and she'd be like, all right, I rented this dress. I only paid $50 for it. I thrifted these shoes, but like she would give all this advice and everything she always did looked so cool, so glamorous. And she and really blew rich. up and she got to like 1.2 million followers on TikTok. But then she graduated and now it's like, she's a full-time fashion influencer, which is still cool. And she still goes to, you know, the fashion week and she still goes to Milan and does all these cool things and people still love her. But I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure she has been sitting at 1.2 million followers for a year now, maybe a year and a half because it's like the, that whole clientele, like the reason why people followed her was because of these, like, you know, how to budget in New York city as like a normal girl, but now she doesn't need to budget because she has a ton of money and she made it and the relatability has gone. The relatability has gone. And she literally made a video about it. I actually like respected her doing this where she was like, am I going to lie to you guys and pretend like I still need to make the, like how to budget in New York city video. I was like, I don't, budget that way anymore. So I'm not going to make those videos anymore. It's like, I'm a different person now. I'm not going to lie about who I am, but all those people followed her because of that. You know what I mean? So it's like, what do you do? And I do think a lot of influencers hit that weird moment where they're like, okay, my my relatability is going away because I'm getting too big. Do I pretend to be the same as I always have, which I think Alex Cooper did for a while. And Alex Earl is currently doing or do I pivot and risk losing all my initial fans? And I think the hope is that you have people that love you for who you are and they don't care like what type of content you're putting out long term. But I think, you know, that's why people like, I don't know, Addison Rae and stuff like tried getting into, you know, acting and like you try to just find something else because you know that the social media is only going to take you so far. Yeah. I don't know. But we'll see where that ends up. I think it's definitely too soon to tell, but the the real thing that angered us was and this didn't anger us but it, it's honestly just a situation our girl Sophia Coplo we're torn we we love her we hate to see this um i don't i don't like what she did but she posted for mother's day on her instagram story an ode to her mom and <laughs> made it about her breakup Obviously, she had a couple uh, slides in there that were just to her mom. But there was this one slide in particular where I screenshotted it. I sent it to Shannon. I was like, what the fuck is this? She said, to the most loving mom, always thinking about her family and friends before herself. Only happy if we're happy. With a text screenshot from their family group chat with her mom saying, Sophie looks beautiful. I'm so happy. We FaceTimed. And then at the bottom of that, Sophia writes, this was a few weeks ago. 
I think my mom went through this breakup with me. It may have been harder on her, TBH. Unconditional mom love. So grateful for her. Yeah. I was honestly more confused about the post than anything because I couldn't really, like her mom just saying, Sophie looks so happy. I didn't get how that was about the breakup, but I think maybe it was, was the context reaching. of like, oh, like she looks so happy and like beautiful because because she's so happy. And maybe it was in the context of the breakup. We didn't see the rest of the exchange, but I was more confused where I was like, what, how does that have anything to do with her breakup? Exactly. I think, I think the post was weird. I think the context was lacking, um, which makes us confused. But the fact that she had to like bring up her breakup I know. on mother's day, make it about her, make it about her breakup. I get, I get where she was coming from. I honestly do. But what, like, I'm always one to never want to show when you're down. Like, I get it. This breakup sucks. Everyone yeah. goes through breakups. We hate Braxton. We're all team Sophia. We're team fuck Braxton. But, like, you don't need to show him that you're down. I know. You don't need to show him that your family's down about it. Ugh, it was so, so weird. It's, so cringy. I wanted her I to delete it. I know it's, it is hard though. Cause like my heart goes out for her so much because we've all been there where you're just so heartbroken and crushed that you can't help. I remember when Michael and I were not together and it's like four or five years ago now. And I remember just like, I couldn't help, but just like bring him up constantly. Like, we'd be talking about like the weather and I was like, Oh, like I remember when Michael, like just it was so pathetic, right? Like I was being pathetic and all I could do is obsess and obsess and obsess and like recount and be like, well, mom, when he said this, like, do you think he actually meant that? And when we, you know, he liked my message. Do you think that like, that means that deep down he's still in love with me? And my mom was like, what? Like, but she was so patient and like literally stuck with me for, I'm, I'm talking like months and months and months of me, like lamenting and obsessing and obsessing. But you would never and I post do get, that. I do understand where Sophia is coming from, where like, there is nothing like the unconditional love of like a mom who puts up with, cause eventually your friends are going to be like, bitch, shut up. Yeah. Like stop talking about him. But my mom never did that. Like she was happy to sit there and dissect every interaction with me and never told me to shut up or get over it. And I, so I do get where Sophie, Sophia was coming in her post, but I do agree. Like, it's like, don't let him see that. Don't let and him see And it was the day after. I'm not kidding. The night before she posted that, Braxton was in the club with Alex and yeah. her family. It's like he's celebrating a major milestone in Alex's life. Like, I'm not kidding. She wakes up and she posts oh. that. Meanwhile, he's probably just going to bed. Yeah. He is like with his 21 year old blonde, like, girlfriend. They're always blonde. Blonde girlfriend. At the club at 11 with her whole family, like partying the night away. And then Sophia is posting that the next day. It I was sad. It. it was sad. Um, I do think that th like there is the whole side of it to argue where. So for a very long time, she didn't post anything about the breakup, right? Like it was very, I remember I was wondering, I was like, did they break up? Are they still together? Like he still had a post up about her from December. Hers were deleted. I was confused. And I do think that when she first opened up a little bit, she got a lot of um, people who were very much like, I'm going through this too. Thank you for sharing your journey. So I do think you have a responsibility in a sense, maybe not a responsibility because I think you do, you have the right to your privacy, but I respect when people that are somewhat in the public eye can be honest and be like, I'm going through this too. It sucks. And like, it's normal because the rest of us normal people can see that and be like, all right, like that makes me feel a little bit better. Like, you know, Sophia's going through this and she's, you know, a freaking culpo and she has a TV show. Like I'll be okay. But I do agree that like the mother's day post was a little bit like, 
It just gave off the vibe that she still cares so much. Oh, so much. And I remember Which I don't blame her. This is something that Alex Cooper always used to say. And it's like super toxic, but like whatever. Like that was their vibe. They were like, we don't care if we're toxic, we're right. And she always said, the person with the most power in the relationship is the one who cares less. Yep. And that is true. I don't care it if really you've been is. with a guy for six months or six years or if you are 80 years old, like the person who cares less is the one that holds the power. And I don't make the rules. And trust me, it's toxic and messed up. And I wish that wasn't the case. But it's true. Like, find me one couple where that isn't the case. Like, you care less, you hold the power because then the other person is pining after you. Like, yep. that is just how it is. So her posting... Is just proof. Like, I do think that, like, her posting... Um, and we'll get to this in a second. Like, some of her other posts, I do think were really good and helpful. But I think to constantly bring it up on social media, like, in his mind... He's not going to be sitting there being like, oh, I guess I miss her too. He's like, oh, she's still like obsessed with me. She's still pining over me. Like that's he, feeding his it's ego. Gonna, it's going to feed him more and make him like less like in his mind. He's like, oh, she's still so hung up on me. Like, and that almost like push him away more. Not saying she wants him back, by the way. So I guess what I'm saying is probably super toxic, but it definitely applies in other relationships. It does. Sure. It's just the rules. And I don't make <laughs> the rules. And I'm not saying we should even do anything with them or that like, we should all go out there and be like heartless bitches. I'm just saying like you're talking to a guy like it's hard like every ounce of your body wants to text him confessing your feelings to him and like saying all this shit but like you might regret it if you put write it down and rip it up yes like if you put all your cards on the table and he knows exactly how you feel like you he now holds all the power and like it's really really hard to get it back okay so are you officially a believer that he may or may not have cheated and or left Sophia for Alex. I don't know. I like don't want to believe it because I really don't do love Alex. He might have. He might have cheated on. Like, this isn't even anything to do with Alex though. This is just Braxton. Alex, true. True. Like, true. I'm yeah. asking. Do you think she's a homewrecker? Do you think Braxton either cheated on her or left her for, for Alex? Okay. Maybe I. Maybe I think he might have left her for Alex. Not I might cheated. think. I. I might think that. I just don't know if I see Alex being the girl that's like the side girl sneakily like creeping in the shadows. But like I could maybe see him being like, I met Alex. But she could I have fell not in known. love with her and I'm having, I'm suffering from this like quarter life crisis and I just need to like get out of this relationship. I'm not ready for commitment. I'm just going to go with this 21 year old who obviously isn't ready for any of that. I wonder if Sophia is being a little bit vague because obviously like in last week's episode I mentioned the exact post that Sophia made saying like there was like trust broken yeah. dishonesty all that stuff but I wonder if she's being quiet she probably just has class but a piece of me is like is she just gatekeeping this for the next step, the next season? I know. That's what I'm wondering. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, so before the whole Mother's Day post, because we were wondering for like months and months, we were like, are they together? Did they break up? And she finally did come forward. Um, and she basically, she made a series of posts and she was like doing like get ready with me's and stuff. But she was kind of just like speaking on what happened. And she was like, thank you guys for your support. Obviously, I feel a lot more comfortable talking about this stuff because you guys said you're going through it too, et cetera. Um, but she was just talking about, how, um, you know, she went through this really, she kind of described it as like a tumultuous breakup. Um, and she said it did not end well. And um, she was talking about how like during the same time, her dad kind of got something happened to him like health wise. So she was like, it was just a really horrible moment. And it was really beautiful the way that she describes it though, is she was like, what happened was I was moving out of my ex's place the same day that my sister, I knew my sister was going to be getting proposed to. Like I was like, moving <gasps> out of his place and I was like, 
knew that that day. Wait, but that just happened. That's like, maybe, maybe she meant like she was going she to pack out. up the rest of her things. No, like I think they'd already been broken up, but she said, I was like pa- going it. to get my things. Yeah. The day that my sister was going to be proposed to. And she knew that he was that like Olivia and Christian were getting engaged that day. That sucks. And she was like, I was so terrified that I wouldn't be able to be happy for my sister because I would just be so upset and like down and almost like resentful, like jealous that I didn't have that and that this chapter in my life was ending. Because obviously she didn't want the breakup to happen. She was like very much loved Braxton. So, but then she said, she was like, it was funny though, because what actually ended up happening was the only thing that got me through that experience was how happy I was for my sister. And she was like, I was almost so surprised by like, how genuinely just happy I was. Like I wasn't jealous or resentful or like down or like making it about me. I really, really, she's like, I didn't want it to be made about me. And it wasn't cause I was just so overwhelmed with joy for her. And she was like, and I think part of it is because kind of in a funny way, Olivia went through a very similar experience to what I just yep. went through a few years ago. And obviously we all know that like Olivia Coppo dated um, Amendola and he cheated on her, you know, multiple times. And one of them was very publicly and it was this whole, public eyed situation. She was very upset, like humiliated. It took her a really long time to get over that before she met Christian. But she was like, Olivia went through this whole experience and I watched this happen. I watched this happen to this person I look up to so much. And it was so sad. But everything that happened to her, she was like, it was almost poetic. Like she came back stronger from that. Like she rebuilt herself. She like, you know, spent time with her loved ones. She healed herself. She focused on herself. She focused on being the best possible person she could be. And then she met Christian and he's just like this amazing, like kind, gentle, loyal human. And she's so happy and she's so in love. And she was like, I almost felt like it was kind of poetic the way that like I was packing up my stuff, like out of my ex's place, like officially like turning the page on that chapter of my life. And then seeing my sister get engaged to this amazing man. And like, she's like, and it gave me hope in a weird way where I was like, all right, I'm going through this horrible thing right now, but maybe it is setting me up for something amazing that's going to happen. And maybe if I can just like think of like what I learned from this experience and like heal myself and be around people that I love, like maybe I'm going to find that someday too. And I feel like the way that she described it was like so mature. And I really like respected what she said. Was that on her Instagram story? Yeah, yeah. Like a video or a written post? It was a video. It was a video I where she, um, it was like, she was like doing a kind of a get ready with me while she was kind of opening up about the, she's posted a few things about it like recently because for a while she was very silent. But I almost thought that was like a really good takeaway because I think a lot of us, when you go through a relationship, when you go through a breakup, it's hard to look at things positively. Like obviously yep. it's like you, like I hate him or you're still obsessed with him and you can't sleep and you can't eat. And it's a horrible feeling. But I do think that like kind of knowing like, all right, there is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully I can look back at this experience and think like, what did it teach me? And like, is it going to make me a stronger person in the long run? I think it definitely goes to show that time heals all because if you had, I think if you had asked Sophia, if she thought that she could be in a place where she is today, being happy for her sister and not being jealous. Like if this was January, I don't think she would have felt the same way. Right. I think when you get broken up with or you break up with someone, you kind of have to like sit with your thoughts and like really feel it. 
analyze everything like you know you're gonna literally hyper analyze everything li- actually though you're gonna ask yourself what did you do wrong and then you're gonna ask yourself like what could you have done better right. or like what should you have not done or and then you're gonna turn on to them and you'll be like no fuck them like they did this they did that and then you go through all these waves of like you reminisce on the good times and you're like oh well there were there were good times oh the rose colored glasses that's it's the, horrible that's the worst stage i yeah. think the the Five the, stages. The, when your brain like f- like literally messes with you so hard that it only chooses to remember all of, like the good moments and you're like forgetting all the red flags and the gaslighting yeah. and the fighting. I that's But you have to go through that. Like you, you do. You have to go through those motions for you for you to end up at the other side. Because if you don't, then I feel like you're gonna stay in this state of like you're never going to get over it. I know. That's actually, that's a really good point. Like you have to feel every stage. And I do think that's often why like women, like maybe we get caught up on breakups for longer, but I do think we come out at the other end stronger where I think men, like they put off their feelings for yep. so long that it ends up affecting them more long-term. So I think it's like you, you lose the battle, but you win the war. And I truly believe that like the toughest battles make the toughest, like, the toughest soldiers. Like if you're tested, like you're given the ability to grow and get stronger. And sometimes it's hard to see it that way. Like I know there's been so many times in my life where I've gone through difficult times and it's so easy in that moment to be like, maybe I should just give up. This sucks. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I'm not like whatever. And like, what's, what's the point? Why is this happening to me? Like, why can't things go my way? And we all do that. And that's okay. Like, right. Like that's like a stage, but I think ultimately you have to realize that you're be, like when you're being tested in your life, like when you're going through a valley and things are not going your way and you're going through a difficult season. Okay. Like this is an opportunity for me to get stronger. Um, this is an opportunity for me to be like, you know, fight back harder and be better and like fight tooth and nail. Because when I come out the other end, like I am going to be stronger for the experience. And I think being able to like look at it from that perspective, maybe not right away, maybe not like right when you go through the breakup or right when your best friend stops talking to you or right when you suffer, a, you know, a loss. Maybe that's not when that's going to happen. But I think that like knowing that hopefully that's at the end of it, like does hopefully give you the ability to keep powering through. I don't know. No, that was very insightful. I feel like you're 100% right. When you're in it, you don't think that way. But then once you get through it, you're like, damn, if I can get through that, I can get through anything. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, I feel like when you went through your breakup, Mm. it was so hard. But I feel like now, like, you're so much stronger because you're like, if I could get through that, if I could get through that experience and come out the other end and, like, end up being so happy and, like, just such a, like, different, like, person, it's like, okay, I can literally do anything. I also think it takes one really bad breakup for you to not put up with shit anymore. Cause I feel like once you're in a bad relationship, you feel like, Oh, no one can love me or like, I'm never going to find anyone that will accept me. Or like, I don't want to go through the beginning stages. Like, Oh, I don't want them to meet my family. I don't want to meet them like their family. And I don't want like to have to air all my dirty laundry, like go through all that stuff. But then once you realize that like doing all that is worth it and it in the end, like you're going to be so much happier, you will never settle ever again. That's a good point. But it, but it takes going through it and like and feeling. sitting in the rain for a little bit. 
yeah. maybe a little bit longer than you should. And like, hopefully like putting yourself out there. Like, um, I think I forget who said this to me, but they were like, the opposite of success isn't failure. It's giving up. Like yeah. it's okay to fail. It's okay to like put yourself out there and like meet, a, you know, go on dates and meet people that suck and feel like, Oh, like, am I ever going to meet someone greater? Am I ever going to be able to move on? And like, that's okay. But just like, don't give up. Like I think in, in your example, it'd be easy to be like, well, I'm just never going to open myself up again to anyone. I'm never going to get, let my heart get broken again because I'm just never going to even put myself in a vulnerable position. And I feel like it's like, no, like there is like, there is uh, light at the end of the tunnel and like things that are meant for you aren't going to pass you by. So I think, I don't know. It just, it made sense to me. And I think like her being able to like learn from her sister's experience was like a very mature way of looking at it. And I do agree that I think it was classy that she didn't like, Definitely like, he cheated. like I feel like there's so many celebs that would like coming? air their dirty laundry and be like, he cheated on me with Alex Earl and like blah, blah, maybe it is coming. And if, and if it is, honestly, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. <laughs> but I do think that like taking the classy, like high, high route is like road is always, always like the, the vibe. If, if you can do it, I don't can. know if I could, do you think you could like it's picture yourself with like a public platform and your boyfriend cheats on when you assuming allegedly, right? We don't know if it happened, but with a, other famous person are you taking the high road in your instagram live and being okay, like think about it there though. was some unfaithfulness and like leaving very like classy or are you like name dropping think <laughs> about how many celebrities there are how many celebrity couples there are like yeah do we really know who's cheated on who no i don't think anyone talks about it no that's because i don't think monogamy exists, exists in hollywood right that's a that's a good point. i feel like it's just like Oh, there's always like speculation. Yeah. Well, if they did, if they, if she did air it, then I'm here for it. If she doesn't, I'm here for it. I support her. I can't but wait to see who yeah, she ends baddies, up with. Yeah, baddies, never, never, ever, 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 ever showing all your cards. Like we're like literally contradicting ourselves in this podcast. I'm like, don't show all your cards. The person who holds the power is the one that cares less. And on the other hand, I'm like, be vulnerable. Don't be scared to like give someone your heart. Hey, there's the yin so and the yang. So essentially, if you listen to this podcast, you're like, what am I if supposed to do? If you're confused, we're confused. Also, like being a little like unwell is is okay because people, like, it keeps people interested. You know what I mean? It's it's okay. One day you want to ruin his life. The next day you want to be a part of it. Exactly. First you become a part of it. Then it becomes a part of you. Baddies, that is all we had for you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Come fight with me on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork no underscore. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, looking for fun things to do, join our private Facebook group. I personally vet each and every membership request that comes in. So it's definitely a safe community. Everyone there is just there to have a good time. Um, 8,000 Boston baddies. Link in bio. Link in bio. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.